0: Welcome back to the coffee and Bible time podcast. For those that may be listening for the first time, our podcast is an offshoot from our main platform, YouTube. Our channel is called coffee and Bible time, where our goal is to help people delight in God's word. We also have a website and storefront with Bible studies, beautiful heirloom quality prayer journals and more i'm mentor mama and today we are going to be talking about discovering the foundational biblical truths we need to embrace in order to construct an emotional life that is healthy happy and holy so my question for you audience is how are you doing with your feelings do you tend to ride them like a roller coaster Or do you get stuck in the mud with one feeling or another for just way too long? Or do you feel shame for battling your emotions? Well, there's good news for those of us who love God and seek to follow his ways. You might be surprised to hear this but the Bible actually has a lot to say about our feelings. It tells us which feelings are godly and good for us, and it even gives us ideas for how to encourage those feelings to grow. The Bible also tells us which emotions we need to watch out for, which ones can hurt us if they get out of control, and gives us ideas for how we can limit or avoid them. The Bible can help us Learn how to work on our feelings, to take charge of them instead of letting them push us around. God knows us best. In Psalm 139, verses one through five, it says, you are understood and known. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, Lord, you know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Those verses are just so encouraging to help us realize that God knows us inside and out, our feelings included. Well, our guest today Elizabeth Lang Thompson will be sharing from her books titled All the Feels and All the Feels for Teens by helping us understand that by embracing how God has designed and created us, we are freed up to have a better and more full relationship with others because of our emotions, not in spite of them. So, but first, a word from our sponsor we still have our coupon code available for you guys if you wanted to do online counseling um, with Christian counselors. It's all online. It's via Zoom. You can pick who you want your counselor to be. Very reputable. They all have counseling degrees. So this isn't like some random on the internet. And My mom kind of has a personal testimony to it. Yes, so I actually have done some counseling sessions with Faithful Counseling. And what I really loved about it was that you can actually put in like different qualities that you're looking for in a counselor and specialties, male, female, if they have experience tackling different issues. And so I really loved that idea that I could Go through and kind of pick the one I wanted, and then um, during this COVID season, it was really applicable anyway, since I couldn't leave my house for counseling. That I actually could just do it online, and you even have the opportunity to do a Zoom type call with them, or you can just do um, a phone call, whatever works best for you and so it was just really great to have access to counseling when you when you need it. You know, mm-hmm. Absolutely. So if you guys want 10% off your first month of doing this, you can go to getfaithful.com slash coffee and Bible time and you get 10% off your first month. And of course it is cheaper than traditional in-person counseling anyway. So overall, it's just a good deal. We really recommend it, but let's just get on to okay. the packet. Oh. One other thing too, is that you have the option of with your counselor that they are Christian counselors. And so if you want, they will actually pray for you, which I thought was so cool. At the end of each of my counseling, she prayed for me and my issues. Oh, wow. Thanks for that. Our guest today, Elizabeth Lang Thompson is the author of When God Says Wait, and When God Says Go and several other books. She writes at LizzyLife.com about clinging to Christ through the chaos of daily life. As a speaker and novelist, she loves finding humor in holiness and hope in heartache. Elizabeth lives in North Carolina with her preacher husband and four kids who make her feel humbled but happy, exhausted but exhilarated, sometimes stressed but often silly. Well, you know, all the feels. Please welcome Elizabeth.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Oh, we're so glad to have you here as well. Thank you so much for taking your time. I knew that we would have a lot in common when I went to your website and I read your subtitle, Humor and Holiness, Hope and Heartache, and coffee with everything. Oh, yes. (laughs) I knew you'd fit right in over here at Coffee and Bible Time.
1: Oh, yes. I always have my coffee while I'm reading the Bible. I mean, the two are kind of (laughs) inextricable, you know? Yes.
0: They definitely (laughs) go hand in hand for sure. Well, I love this topic of feelings because no matter what age you are, feelings abound. So tell us what made you want to write the adult version of the book, All the Feels, and then what made you want to write one for teens specifically?
1: Well, I have been a very big feeler my whole life. I mean, I tell the story, and I think I tell it in both books, actually, about... When I was three, I once cried so hard, I got my dad out of a speeding ticket. Um, And you would think that I was crying over, you know, some like devastating event. I just saw a sad movie and I couldn't get over it. And I just cried so loud and hard when my dad got pulled over speeding because of how loud and hard I was crying. Probably Um, the cop was like, just get that child home. But, I mean, I, <laughs> I've lived with these really big feelings my whole life. And the older I got, and as I started exploring my faith and trying to get close to God and decided to become a Christian, I could not figure out how my faith and my feelings intersected. I I often felt like my my feelings were weakness and something that God didn't like about me, and maybe they were sinful or mm-hmm. they stood in the way of me being the Christian I should be. I should be like strong and steadfast and never shaken and and I was like that's not me, you know i'm I'm mm-hmm. a little bit all over the place and So this book, both books really come out of that journey of, of trying to figure out, Hey, can I bring my true self to God? Can I be honest with him when my feelings are a mess? Do I have to clean up and put on my righteous, holy face when I talk to God and have all my emotional ducks in a row and not be upset? And I'm just faithful and I'm not anxious. Or can I go to him and be like, God, I need you. I'm, I'm so upset. And I don't even think I'm handling this great, but I want you and I need you to help me. So really that's where this came from is that journey of learning that absolutely we can bring our feelings to God. He welcomes them, even the messy ones, even the unrighteous ones that we want his help growing through. If it matters to us, it matters to him. And that's been such a journey and, and to the journey of discovering God likes how he made me um, and, and he likes how he made all of us. We each have our own emotional design, you know, different <laughs> kinds of feelers. Some people are like, that is not me. I am. <laughs> I prefer, you know, to fist bump my feelings once a month. And that's about all I want to do. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But that God loves how he designed us. Whether you're a big feeler a reluctant feeler, steady feeler, God loves the way he made you. And he did so with purpose. So that's really where these came out of. And the teen book, of course, I mean, I just feel like nobody knows more about life with all the feels than teen girls. Yes. And so teen girls have always had a very special place in my heart. And so I really wanted to bring this message to them in a way that it's like, Hey, here's what this looks like walking this out in middle school, and high school, um, entering college, like here's how this applies to your life. So that's really where it came from.
0: Oh, that's a fantastic tool for, for teens and moms of teens and her dads of teens. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely so helpful. Well, why do you think it's especially important for teens to have a proper understanding of their emotions and the role that they play in today's society?
1: You know, I think during your teen years, everything feels so big and so dramatic. And on the good side... And on the not so good side, you know, when you are happy, you're just like, I am on top of the world. I can do anything. Life is amazing. Mm-hmm. And then when you're down, maybe you want to crawl into a pit and never come out. You feel like life will never be okay again. You know, you mm-hmm. can Everything can feel kind of extreme. And I think that's, you know, thanks to the lovely joy of learning to live with hormones <laughs> that yes. are surging and doing all kinds of weird things. Yes. Too which I'm sorry to tell you they continue to do after your teen years too. Yes. Just in different ways.
0: <laughs> oh, definitely.
1: <laughs> so, um, but I think it's a time when your emotions are particularly strong, even if you're not naturally wired to be a big feeler all the time. You're, you live with a lot of big feelings in your teen years. And so learning to sort of sift between, okay, what's a feeling and what's a fact? Um, What does God say versus what do I feel? Because sometimes our feelings do not tell us the truth. I mean, I struggled Mm -hmm. a lot with guilt in my teen years after I became a Christian, just feeling like God disapproved of me and I could never measure up and I struggled to accept grace and I really had to figure out, hey, how much of this is just a feeling that's accusing me? And what, do, what are the facts of scripture? What does God say about me as a woman, young woman who's been saved by the blood of Christ? Where do I stand mm-hmm. with God? So learning to compare facts in the Bible versus your feelings is so empowering. It teaches you, as you said earlier, to lead your emotions instead of your emotions leading you because mm-hmm. your emotions can take you some funky places. Oh. Believe me, I've been there. <laughs> yes, <laughs>
0: agreed. <laughs> Oh, that's just such an excellent point that, yeah, our emotions can take us everywhere if if we're not careful. (laughs) Um, One of the exercises in the book that you do is to identify sort of what kind of a feeler you are. So there, you identify them as big feelers, steady feelers, and reluctant feelers. And you are a self-proclaimed big feeler. (laughs) So how does that play out in your life? And how can that be both helpful and frustrating for you or a teen? Head to our website, coffeeandbibletime.com, to learn more about the Academy and course number seven today. Use promo code CBT Podcast, that's CBT Podcast, to get 50% off this course
1: right now at
0: coffeeandbibletime.com.
1: Well, I mean, I like to say, if you're a big feeler, then you're not just happy. You are throwing a parade and setting off fireworks. And if you're sad, you, you want to crawl into a cave and, and never come out. And um, if you feel overwhelmed, the world is ending and you're never going to get through this. I mean, everything is big and dramatic and convincing. Um, now on the plus side, the wonderful, beautiful God given parts of being a big feeler are that you you experience the life God has given us to the full. Like you suck every drop out of every day. You love big and hard. You are such a devoted, loyal friend and sister and daughter and, you know, teammate. You give your heart beautifully. You're probably very compassionate and empathetic, um, which are incredibly godly qualities. And that's so much of what you have to offer. I mean, I know, even for me as a big feeler i think all those emotions make it where i have an emotional walk with god and i connect with him on a heart level and i think that's a beautiful thing that mm-hmm. god loves now on the flip side of that it can mean that i do struggle to identify hey when is this a feeling and when is it a fact like my feelings are so convincing, but are they telling me the truth? That can be hard to sift through or say, I have a feeling I need to let go of. Like I'm really anxious and I've given this situation, this problem over to God in prayer. It can be really hard to let it go because that feeling lingers even past your prayer and past what you know, in your head, God says, you may still feel a certain way. So it can, be challenging to learn that sort of emotional self-control and how to not be dominated by those things. So I try to offer in the book, a lot of the tools that I've sort of developed over the years to help myself to grow and to set things aside and work through to the other side um, so that I can have a more steady, you know, consistently joyful and peaceful (laughs) life in Christ. (sighs)
0: That's amazing. And truly in your book you can see the your your heartfelt and depth of understanding of of how you've experienced that and how you're using how God is using you um in that situation to help other people. So I applaud you for that. Um another exercise that you have readers do in your book is to fill out a chart on how God wants us to feel about specific emotions as specified in passages of scripture. How do you think teen emotions play a role in their relationship with God? Like, do they, do you believe that God cares about the emotions of teenagers? And just explain that a little bit more.
1: Oh my goodness. Um, absolutely. He cares. And, um, my family moved a lot when I was in high school. I went to three different high schools in three different States. And so, um, I, I often felt very alone because I was always starting over and needing to make new friends and didn't necessarily have a great group of like a strong youth group around me because we were always starting over. And I remember just different times when I felt so lonely. And one of the most beautiful memories I have of high school is the, process of learning that i was never alone because of god that he kept me company and he met my needs. And when I felt so insecure and I felt alone, I actually wasn't alone. And I mean, I, I spent a lot of time in Isaiah 43, where God says, when you walk through the waters, I will be with you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. And I had this little like adaptation in my mind. I was like, when I walk through the hallways, I will be with you. And I would literally (laughs) picture God walking behind me. Like don't mess with this girl she's mine mm. and i think that was a a really it was a way that i first started connecting with god emotionally and realizing if it matters to me it matters to him yes he cares that i'm lonely at lunch yes he cares that nobody talked to me today <laughs> yes he cares that this boy i thought was cute kind of like looked at me from across the room, and I didn't know how to handle it. (laughs) He Mm -hmm. cared about anything that affected me emotionally. God wanted to walk it with me. He wanted to talk about it with me. He wanted to coach me through it, comfort me, hug me, cheer me on, whatever it was that I needed. God wanted to do that, and I believe he wants that for every teenage girl who loves him.
0: Yes, he does. He absolutely does. How does a teen's view of who God is play into the way they see him relating to their emotions? Mm.
1: Yeah, I think your view of God really can affect how you feel towards him. And Mm -hmm. um, as I said, it took me a while to figure out, hey, is God comfortable with the messy parts of me? I think I needed to get to know the gracious side of God, Mm -hmm. the grace-filled side of God. Um, Sometimes I read the passages. Um, where, you know, God was upset with sin in the Old Testament. And I was like, oh, what is that? Is God upset with me all the time? I don't know. And so I had to really intentionally study the character of God and look for that whole big picture. Okay, yeah, there are some moments where God is angry and he's stern, but what about all these other scriptures where God talks about being a father and forgiving to the point where you can't even see it anymore. I've taken your sense as far as the East is from the West. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember that you're dust. I know that you're a teenage girl with crazy hormones and I know how I made you and I'm gracious and I'm going to give you a million chances if you need them. Mm -hmm. But I think it's really important for all of us to let scripture teach us who God is. And sometimes, you know, maybe I think a lot of times for teenage girls, our our view of God may be really affected by the men in our life. Like if you're close to your dad, then you might feel real comfortable going to God with your emotions. But let's say your dad's not a real active party for your life, or you don't know him, or maybe your dad is distant. That can really affect, you can kind of transfer that onto God. And so I would encourage you if you're like, I'm struggling with who God is. Look for the God of the Bible. Don't transfer who you see in people onto God. Really search for the scriptural definition of who he is and how he loves you.
0: Yes. Amen. And I think there's so many teens that haven't even yet embraced that concept or understanding that God is a personal God and 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 knows about them specifically. And so I just anyone who's like sort of new to this, I really wanna recommend you either get the all the feels or all the feels for teens, whichever one's appropriate for you, because it does really amplify your understanding of how personal God is. Um so continuing on here, uh what foundational biblical truths do teens need to embrace in order to sort of construct an emotional life that's healthy?
1: Well, I mean, I think as we've talked about it, you got to start with your understanding of who God is, that God cares about you. He wants to be involved in your life down to the details that there is nothing too big, too small, too messy for you to take to God that's really life changing when you embrace that truth it frees up so much cuz you're not by yourself anymore mm-hmm. um i know a lot of girls are are coming to faith and you don't have a big support system. Your family aren't necessarily people of faith and, and you're trying to figure this out for yourself. But if you can come to realize, Hey, I'm not by myself in this God is on my side. He is for me. He is with me. Every step I take towards him, he's taking 10 towards me. You know, Mm -hmm. like James says, come near to God. He will come near to you. I think it starts with that. Um, and then it really, from there, I think, if you, The next step is saying, okay, I'm going to let the Bible, um, I'm going to let the Bible be my guide. I'm not going to live by my feelings. I'm going to live by the truths and the principles in scripture. That really sets you free from Mm -hmm. being bossed around by your feelings and saying, Well, I feel like being angry and being rude to people today. Well, nope, scripture says I can't live that way, so I'm gonna exercise self-control. I feel like I'm I'm depressed and I'm gonna keep it to myself and not be open. Well, the Bible encourages us to invite other people into our lives. I'm gonna do what the Bible says. All when we let the Bible guide our lives we are set free from so many things that seek to dominate and and to dominate us and to pull us away from God.
0: Yes. Amen to that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, At the end of each chapter, you have these journal prompts that can really cause a person to dig deep into their feelings and Thought processes. And I want to kind of explore this. You say that emotions are not the enemy. And I want you to explain a little bit more what you mean by that. And how can emotions be used for good? And or how can negative emotions be redirected for good?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think, again, this is where scripture comes so much into play that God can help us, whatever the feeling is that you're struggling with. I mean, maybe it's insecurity and you're really struggling with this constant feeling of being less than being the outsider, being the outcast, feeling different from other people, um, feeling like you don't have anything to offer. That's where scripture can really help you find your identity in God. And, um, I have this whole list of things we need to believe God when believe God, when he says you are his beloved daughter, believe God, when he says you are saved and forgiven, believe God, when he says he's going to give you as many chances as you need, if you've made big mistakes, believe God, all those things really change the way you view yourself and can help conquer and, and, conquer that feeling of insecurity and help you grow through to the other side of it. It's not that it just goes away and you're never insecure again, but it helps you reset your mind in a more godly way. Um, you know, I think the Bible, what something that was really, I don't know, like a light bulb moment for me was when I realized that God wants us to, to be happy. Um, (laughs) there are so many times Mm. in scripture where God's like, you know, like Paul says, rejoice always. I will say it again, rejoice. And there are so many scriptures like that Mm -hmm. where it's clear that God's will for you is joy and peace. I kind of always in the back of my mind thought, I think God sort of wants us to like muscle through and have a hard life sacrificing and denying ourselves on earth. And then we get to be happy when we go to heaven. No, no, God wants you to experience more of those positive feelings, the joy and the peace. And those come from (laughs) following his ways and doing things his way. Usually when I'm not peaceful and I'm not joyful, there's often something I need to surrender to God, or maybe I'm not doing it God's way. That's not at all to say, if you're struggling with depression, you're not being godly, not at all. But sometimes if I don't have peace, it's like, okay, there's something in here that God and I need to align on. And then I'm going to feel more peace. Eventually, I'm going to experience more joy in my life.
0: Yes. And truly, that sort of gets back to um, sort of the core of what what our mission statement is at coffee and Bible time is helping people delight in God's word because that you, you go back to that place and then that's where you will find your peace and your security. Like you've mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some practical ways to begin developing emotional boundaries as a teenager today? And what piece of advice would you give to someone at the very beginning of that journey?
1: Yeah. Emotional boundaries are hard. You know, I think especially when you're in the middle of having a lot of feelings, your feelings are like, you know, it's like trying to hold water in your hands. I mean, they just (laughs) Mm -hmm. just go everywhere, seep into every part of your life. But I think um, I'm a really big fan of making lists. And I know how much you love journaling and you guys have amazing journals. (laughs) I think there's great power in sort of writing down, Hey, what is it that I'm feeling? And what does God have to say about it? What can God do about it? How can God help me with this? Is there a scripture that applies to this situation? All of those processes of making yourself think through in a really disciplined and written out way. Mm -hmm. um, I find them very helpful because if I sit here and I'm like, let me think through how to conquer this feeling or how to put boundaries on it. My thoughts just kind of fly all over the place. Mm -hmm. They are all over the map. Mm -hmm. But when I put pen to paper, it's like, oh, okay. I'm not worried about 18 things today. I'm worried about one thing, 18 different ways. Mm. God can help me with that one thing. (laughs) We can do one. (laughs) It becomes less overwhelming. So I'm a big fan of journaling, writing things down. Even if you're not like a huge journaler yourself, it's worth giving it a try, like writing down, what am I feeling? What does God have to say? You know, and how can God help? And what scripture can I put put to this feeling that's a really good starting point uh, for getting god involved
0: absolutely and and your book does such an awesome job at that so if you don't know like how do i even begin with journaling is a scary word to me um some people just like don't even want anything to do with it but in your book you actually sort of you know you ask tell them journal you give them a good prompt a good question and a prompt to think about and start writing an answer to. And then you have other charts and things that sort of help you assess your feelings and so on. So that's a great place to start too if you're not a journaler yet and you don't really know what to do. Yes. Um, How does the emotional health impact teen relationships and how does understanding how God views them and created them play into that?
1: Oh, goodness. I mean, our feelings are all over our friendships, aren't they? Like, you know, everything from, I mean, we draw incredible joy from our friendships, um, that sense of belonging and being known and being seen and being loved. Like, we all want that. But how quickly can insecurity and fear and hurt feelings come in and sort of change the color of that friendship, you know, darken it a little bit or yeah. make you feel suspicious and insecure and <laughs> I think God has so much to say about just how we treat each other and how we love each other and and he reminds us that our identity doesn't come as much as we love and we value and enjoy our friendships. Our identity is still in Christ. Yes. It's not yes. in our friendships. It's not in who so in who somebody else thinks I am. It's not in, even if one of my closest friendships is going through a rough patch, that doesn't change a thing about how God feels about me and who I am in him. So I think God can really help us stay secure through the natural ups and downs of friendships. Mm-hmm. I think we're always surprised when our friendships, especially our Christian friendships have little bumps in the road. We're like, wait, yeah. But we love God and we love each other. We're not supposed to feel this way, but we do. (laughs) Exactly, yes. We hurt each other. We're thoughtless. We're selfish. We're distracted. And we have to work through those. But God can help. He teaches us how to forgive, how Mm -hmm. to love, and how to back out when a friendship is becoming really unhealthy. How to say, okay, this is the time to let that go. This companion is not doing me good. So I think that God, God has a lot to say.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and even in those difficult moments can actually end up strengthening a friendship going through maybe something that's difficult. So how does having a better understanding of your emotions as a teenager sort of set you up to be an emotionally healthy adult?
1: Ooh, I mean, I think that earlier we start practicing, working on our feelings and growing through the difficult ones, the the better equipped we are. It's kind of like if you're someone who works out early on in life and you, you know, you're lifting weights in high school, chances are you're going to carry those habits and that strength on into the rest of your life. So I think, yeah, if you can get a head start in Hey, let me work on getting my confidence from God and not let insecurity dominate me. Let me, let me learn how to grow through anxiety and bring my worries to God. And those things that like, I can't do a single thing to fix this. It is totally out of my hands in God's, how do I learn to let that go and be at peace with, while I'm waiting for God to resolve it while I'm waiting to see what he will do, man, the earlier you can start practicing those emotional growth skills, the stronger you're going to be. And listen, it's not going to be perfect. Like it's so messy. Emotional growth is messy. Sometimes you'll feel like I'm taking three steps forward and four steps back, but that's okay. (laughs) The point is you're practicing and you're learning and you don't, you don't just like outgrow these things in in a day. I mean, the truth is I'm just still the grown-up version of me, you know, from my teenage <laughs> years. Like I'm still insecure. Yeah. <laughs> I still struggle with worry. I still sometimes get down and I don't know how to dig my way out and I have to really like return like muscle memory, like let me return to the things that have helped me in the past. How did I how did I learn to overcome that? How did I learn to be at peace through, through that hard time, the earlier you can start, the, the more time God has to help you grow. And, um, and I think you'll feel God being proud of you. I love that feeling of knowing that, Hey, I just had a victory and it might've been small. Nobody else saw it, but God saw it. And I know that he's excited for me and rejoicing over me.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, and I love the fact too, that, um, even, let's say you're an adult listening to this podcast and you didn't have a relationship with God when you were in your teens, he will still take you wherever you are at and you can, and you can just start to grow from there and sort of begin this feeling assessment process and how God is involved and wants to be there right, right with you.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, in our world today social media um is having such a tremendous impact on the emotional health of teens Um, what are some ideas for setting healthy emotional boundaries around social media use
1: oh my goodness i just think this is probably the struggle of our generation Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it's like every other day there's some new platform that you're having to like navigate and negotiate and figure out like, how does this make me feel? Um, I mean, I know for me, there have been different times when I've gotten on, um, say Instagram and I'll, you know, I just, I'm just like, Oh, let me check in see how people are doing. And like, Five ten minutes into it, I'm like, "Why do I feel depressed? Why do I feel like my life is less than everybody else's? And it stinks. And I don't have a. I don't look like that. I don't dress like that. My life is so boring. I'm not taking these cool vacations. You know. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, what just changed? I was happy five minutes ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and that's the power that social media can have on us. Um, now it can also it can provide inspiration it can c- provide connection and meaningful relationships so it's not all bad it's just it's a constant thing we have to be aware of so you know, I really encourage teens to continually evaluate, Hey, how is this particular platform making me feel? Do I like who I am when I'm on it? Mm -hmm. Do I reflect God? Well, when I'm on it, does it bring me more of the feelings I want in my life? Does it bring me joy and friendship and connection? That's great. But if it's just making you feel bad about yourself, if you're being bullied, if it's making Mm -hmm. you have body shame stuff happen, I mean, then that's probably not an emotionally or spiritually healthy place for you to be. So, but we can take charge. We don't have to be involved in any platform that doesn't make us feel the way we want to feel. So, um, I try to offer a lot of tools and like sort of self assessment tools to help people think through, Hey, how's this going for me? What do I want to do? Let me pray about this and present my decisions to God.
0: Yes. Yes uh and even again as adults social media can impact us and for you it was instagram for me it was facebook i was like why do every time i get off facebook i just feel like the pit of my stomach doesn't feel right or i don't yeah. know just i got to a point where i really did set boundaries and say i'm going to use it to check in uh, with my mom's group friends that I have, and because they're all there, but I'm not going to be scrolling for hours seeing how everybody's doing because it was just giving me stress and anxiety.
1: Totally.
0: Um. Well, um, I just want to sort of close up our interview with asking you, how do you hope that your book is going to impact readers, and and what do you want the number one takeaway to be?
1: Ah. Uh. I think I want the number one takeaway to be that God cares about what you care about and you can take anything to him and he loves the way he made you. I really hope that girls who read this book will feel empowered to de- you know, to cultivate the parts of their emotional life that they love. Like maybe you're a reluctant feeler and you excel in areas of steadiness and facts and logic. Let God empower that part of you to encourage your friends and strengthen people in your family. Um, who, however, God designed you to be. I hope you feel empowered to be that person, to grow and step into your strengths and empowered to to grow through the the difficult parts of your feeling type to, to find some victories. Mm -hmm. Um, And I hope you feel more of the godly feelings. You want to feel more peace, more joy, um, more gratitude, more connection with God and with others. That's really what I hope will happen. Uh. Read this book.
0: Absolutely. It absolutely will. So pick up the book, guys. Before we go, I just want to wrap up with some of our favorite questions here. Um, what Bible do you use and which translation is it?
1: Okay. Ooh, I love Bible questions. So <laughs> I my, my go-to um, translation is the New International Version. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, uh, I do also, I love the New Living Translation. And um, okay, I brought show and tell for those who are watching on YouTube, podcast listeners. I'm sorry you won't be able to see these, but um, so in the New Living Translation, this is called the Filament Bible. Oh yes, and oh, okay, you know it. It's yes, so good. it has an <laughs> app along with it where you can like go to the page you're on, and it'll give you either devotional type questions or archeological information, background history. Like you can seriously get your Bible geek on in a way that, but in a way that's not intimidating, like it's really accessible. So I love the filament Bible. And then with the NIV, I love, this is the archeological study Bible. And it also has like just cool, like pictures of the actual places where Jesus was or Moses was and the Israelites wandered and this one, I believe, is out of print. I bought mine on eBay used. You can still find them. Like, they're everywhere. You just have to kind of do a little digging. Um, but it's worth digging. I really... This one is in Ivy, and I really enjoy that yeah, one.
0: Yeah, I actually have that one, too. It love? is amazing. Yeah, the pictures. <laughs> it just makes it all come alive. Like, this was... You know, this is a real place. <laughs> uh, and the formations of, of the... Um, the terrain and what it looks like there and all those things just make it really come to life um okay how about do you have any favorite like bible journaling accessories or things that you like to use to to assist in your bible reading
1: yeah well um i mean i do love to journal i love having fancy pens and highlighters and all of that One thing that really helps me with my journaling is I have a list of 10 questions that I like to ask myself for any given passage that I'm reading. And I actually, I have this available as a download from my website. If you go to the, all the Feels for teens page on my website, you can find this as a download and it's just like a little printable that you can keep in your Bible and It's questions like, um, is there a promise in this passage that I need to embrace? Is there a command or an instruction that I need to follow? Is there a Bible character here whose life I need to imitate or not imitate. Yes. <laughs> um, is there a quality? Do I find a quality of God in this passage that I want to dig more into? Do I have questions that I need answering about this passage that I want to write down for later? Just questions like that that help you take it kind of like your easy Bible method, that help you take it a little bit deeper and mm-hmm. be more intentional so that you you feel like, hey, I'm reading, but I'm taking something home with me. Yes. Like I, I've got something that's gonna stick with me after I'm done. Yes. So I like to keep those questions with me when I'm reading. Oh,
0: you make such a great point because we can read and read and read the Bible, but unless we're applying what we're learning to our lives, that that's really what delivers the fruit. So yes. I encourage you to have it go from the mind to the heart. Uh, lastly, what is your favorite app or uh, website for Bible study tools?
1: I, my very favorite is, uh, um, blueletterbible.org and, um, yeah, it's, you can go and you can read the Bible in many different translations, but you can also do a word search. Like if you see, um, you know, say the word peace. Like, I want to know what did God mean when He said, I want to give you peace. You can actually look at what it means in Hebrew or what it means in Greek and other places that it's used in the scripture. Um, I've I think it's really fun to you, you can kind of go down this rabbit hole of ooh, let me just do a whole <laughs> study on peace. And uh even if you don't know Hebrew and Greek, which I've studied some Greek, I don't know Hebrew, but I feel like that website has made it where I can study a little bit more and feel like, oh, I'm learning something a little more, more deeply than I would have gotten on my own.
0: Yes. Oh, That is a great one. Great one. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your favorites with us. Yeah. Um, Elizabeth, it's just been such a joy having you here today. Thank you for your time. Uh, everybody go and check out her, her website, lizzylife.com. And I will also make sure that I have her books linked on our Amazon shop for Coffee and Bible Time. And I wanted to let everyone know, so if you are just listening to this and you're not watching it on YouTube, I wanted to invite you to come on over to YouTube and um, comment on this video because Elizabeth's going to be checking uh, for, for comments and any questions that you might have. And, um, we really want to provide this place of community where people who are just, who are listening to our podcast have a place where they can go and you can talk to each other about it. What have you learned? <clears throat> Excuse me. What do you, um, you know, what do you want to take away or be challenged from this podcast with? So, so pop on over there to Coffee and Bible Time YouTube channel. You'll find our um, episode there. And um, thank you so much for joining us listeners today on this podcast. We love you all and have a blessed day.